0: Hey everyone, it's Sensei Victoria Woodfield here, your journey partner in business, welcoming you back to episode sixty-four of the Journeypreneur Podcast. This is your source for channel holistic stress management techniques, guidance, inspiration, and motivation to stay on your path to rapid financial ascension and massive impact as a conscious entrepreneur. So, the title of this podcast episode is "The Biggest Secret to Running a Profitable Podcast," and. Oh my goodness, I have someone special here to share his wisdom with you, my friend Jamie Atkinson, and he runs a podcast community on Facebook, you can go and check him out, called Podcasting 101, and for his podcast, they're on a mission to hit $1 million by January, and by the way, right now it's September, and he's rocking it out, we were just talking about how he's about to launch something totally new, and I'm so excited for him, he helps entrepreneurs create profitable podcasts in 60 days or less, and he's known for launching several top 200 podcasts. So Jamie, I just want to say thank you so much for being present today and agreeing to be on the podcast. It's so good to have you.
1: Hey, Victoria. I'm super happy to be on. Like, I, you know, it's kind of funny. We were talking before and it didn't seem like that long ago that you were coming on my show, which was right when we were getting started with our podcast. And it's been a crazy journey the last five months. We've been doing some fun stuff. But yeah, I'm, I'm really excited to, uh, you know, talk to your community today and, and help them out and try and see if I can bring some value, you know?
0: Oh yeah, totally. And I have to say, ever since I've been on your podcast, it's been fun having other people coming to me left and right and saying, I loved your episode of Jamie's Entrepreneur Junkie Podcast. It was so good. Like I was so it was so unexpected. We had a, a ton of fun and it was all because you let me rip. So thank you for yeah.
1: that. I love that as a podcast host I mean you basically just get to ask questions and sit back and you know you don't have to do a lot right like your guests can do all the good stuff which is fantastic and you know all you got to do is get some people with interesting stories and it's uh it's pretty fun right
0: yeah and so I'm curious how do you pick the people to come on your podcast is there is it just coming from networking, or are you doing the research, and, or is it intuitive? Like, how do you come up yeah. with good people to come on the podcast? Yeah, well, that's,
1: that's a good question because one of the biggest things that a lot of the people that we speak to, the first question they have is usually when they start a brand new podcast, is, Well, Jamie, I don't know who to bring on my show. And, you know, one of the first things that you want to try and understand when you want to create a profitable podcast is really focus on, Well, who is my show for? Like, what is the purpose? Who am I trying to help? And what is the, what's the value that I'm trying to bring people? Because I see so many people, Victoria, and they'll have a business that does one thing and then they have a podcast which speaks to a completely different person. For example, yes. I know some people who they say run a Facebook ad agency for chiropractors and then they go and make a Facebook ads podcast which is really only appealing to marketers. And then you know they're looking at that and they're saying, well, I'm not sure why i'm not able to get momentum and the truth is you 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 have to be congruent right you have to have a podcast that's in alignment with your business if you want to be successful and what we help people to really understand from the very get-go is how do you set up your podcast in the right way so that you're attracting your dream customers to your show and then what's cool about that is once you start to like figure that out it makes picking your guests really easy so you know Mm -hmm. for example in your in your business victoria you uh, do all sorts of cool stuff, right? So, who's your dream customer? Let's let's do like a live example here on the air. Like, who is the person that, if you had, you know, the best thing in the world, um, who would be that person that you would want to serve in your business?
0: Holy moly! Oh, I love this. Okay, so my ideal customer is the mostly internet-based coach. So people who do video coaching. Um, it doesn't really matter in what a um, oh, like uh, what industry in particular, but those who are interested in personal coaching. Um, and it's especially those who have an element to their business of mindset and are interested also in giving back or paying it forward. So that I would have to say is my ideal person. You may get more specific or tell me was that good?
1: Super. So if you've got that person in your mind, so it's somebody who's a coach, somebody that is already into mindset, mm-hmm. then the best thing you can do for wanting to try and attract people who are your ideal customer to your show is actually to interview people who are your ideal customer. And you want to create a topic on your show, which is something that those people would be interested for. And that's what's cool about the Journeypreneur podcast, right? Like you bring people on all the time to talk about mindset and different business tactics and all of these different things. So what you're doing is you're actually interviewing people on your show who could be a good fit for your business and that's one of the first mistakes most people make so good job with doing it the right way by the way so what it happens then is once you figure out okay who am i actually trying to attract to my business then it becomes really easy to go and pick who you want your guests to be because there's, there's two things that you can do the first thing you can do is you can actually go and speak directly to somebody who would be a good fit for your business mm-hmm. and then the second thing you can do is you can go and talk to somebody who has a network of people who are your ideal client. So for example, mm. you know, I might interview you, Victoria, and you not, might not be my ideal customer, but you might have an email list of 2,000 people that have my ideal customer in there. So what I'm gonna try and do is build a relationship with you, you know, and then at, at some time in the future, We can then potentially do some kind of partnership where my product can then flow through, you know, your list and to your customers. Mm -hmm. So that's the first thing, you know, when it comes to figuring out who kind of your ideal customer is. And when it comes to kind of creating a profitable podcast, you know, I speak to so many people that are like, Jamie, well, are you doing it through ads? Are you doing it through sponsorships? You know, how how are you actually making money through the podcast? Because. I don't know if you think about this, Victoria, but most people think that to have a successful podcast, you have to have a lot of downloads, right? Mm -hmm. Is that what you think? I know a lot of people at home kind of think that as well, right?
0: For sure, yeah, that's, you know, you think, oh, I gotta get this number of downloads or this number of followers, and then it's all of a sudden successful out of hot nowhere. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, but the,
1: the truth is, like a lot of the time with any kind of business, whether you're on Instagram, whether you're on YouTube, whether you're on a podcast or in Facebook, Really, the amount of downloads, and the amount of listeners you have is it's just a vanity metric. It's just telling you how many people are listening to your episodes. It doesn't tell you necessarily how many customers you're able to generate. So, you know, what, what we teach in our program, and, and we have a program called Podcast Profit Lab, and what's fun about that is that, you know, we show people how that they can make money from their podcast, even if they don't get a single download on their show. crazy. Mm.
0: <laughs> yeah, my, I think the top of my head just exploded. I need to hear more. <laughs>
1: so 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 here's the biggest thing that most people think about so when it comes to monetizing a podcast and if anybody's listening at home right now who wants to start a show i just want to preface this by saying that creating a profitable podcast isn't just about making the money and that kind of sounds counterintuitive but let me explain so most people want to start a podcast and the average person will only ever complete seven episodes before they give up And you'll find there's about 80% of podcasters who do this. They start, Mm. they do a launch, they get excited, they create everything. And then by the end of the seventh episode, they're like, donezo, like there's no more after that. And, you know, and then you also get other people who they do the podcast and they they do it for a long time. They get through like 40, 50, 60, 70 episodes. And then they get six months in and they're on episode 70. And, you know, it's tiring. They, you know, doing editing, they're putting these episodes out. And they look at what they're doing and they're saying, wow, what what is this doing for my business am i you know generating customers is you know am i making any money from it and then they end up quitting and mm-hmm. both of those things are absolutely terrifying because if you just keep going long enough with a podcast and you continue to do the right behaviors and do the right thing podcasts become exponentially more powerful once you've had them for a couple of years mm. and that's kind of crazy to think about but one of the biggest problems that I see and really what our company is all about helping people do is be giving you a way that you can continue to podcast for a very very long time um, and we do that by showing you how to make money because here's the thing if you can make money from a podcast in your first 60 days or you know in your first six months if you're just starting it now if you can make money from it, it means that you can keep going. It means you can hire a team. It means that you can reinvest. You can double down. You can put more content out if you want to. And it allows you to continue to grow. But more than anything, it gives you validation that what you're doing is something that's actually helping you in your business, which is super important, right?
0: Mm-hmm. What I love about that is how there's the vision of how your podcast can feed the business and can feed itself and listening to you describe those two different types of people oh my goodness I think I fall into the second one <laughs> yeah and I, I already have a profitable business and so you know my my coach our coach says do a podcast I'm like, all right all right do a podcast and here we are you know it's episode
1: 64 <laughs> <laughs> and we listen to our coaches and i'm not yeah. a huge russell brunson fan i'm a huge steve larson fan and yeah. what do they say they say publish go put content out do an episode but what nobody tells you is how that's going to help your business yes. and you go out there on blind faith from your mentors and your coaches to do the thing they tell you to do but without any real vision or plan of what you're going to do to make money from it or what you're going to do to leverage it in your business and if you've put that in perspective of a business that's a bit like somebody saying to you hey Victoria you should go and build a business um, what you should do is go and sit in front of a desk and you know work for eight hours every day and um, go and do that every day for a hundred days and you'll figure it out. Right. Ooh. That's the equivalent of the guidance, right? It's like, all right, well, just go and do it and you'll figure it out. And while that's good, what I find is it's actually much better to give people a framework and a plan to follow hmm. so that they can have a very clear vision of, oh, okay, so if I want to make money from my podcast or if I want to grow my podcast to a very big level or if I want to you know, find new customers and bring them into my email list or whatever the goal is, you know, I have one guy right now in my program and his goal is to become a speaker on stages and his strategy with the podcast is geared around getting him to win more stages. It's getting him in front of the right people to do that. So whatever your goal is within the podcast, what we're all about is helping you to understand like, okay, well, what is the framework to actually go and do that and be successful with it? And that makes a lot more sense, right?
0: Totally. And having the framework is that way it gives, there's so much more structure behind it and it gives it a space, like a real space in my business. You know, it's one thing to be promoting the work that I do by, you know, printing up business cards and like Throwing them wherever you can. Throw them in the, the bathroom, throw them in people's desks, throw in people's, you know, uh, wherever, wherever you can. And it's another to take that, to print up a business par- card and hand it into the hand of someone who says, hey, I really want to work with you. What's your contact information? Like someone uh, to have a structure behind it rather than putting things out there willy nilly is really empowering and it right. makes better use of my time. Yeah.
1: You know, and I've got to be honest with you, like when I first started the podcast, I had no idea how to do this.
0: <laughs> like, <Yay! laughs> I was,
1: I'm just going to go figure it out because, you know, and, and you know a little bit of my story, Victoria, but for anyone that's listening at home, you know, back in January of this year, I was dead broke, you know, and like I say, we're in September now. We're literally seven months along, which is crazy in terms of how far we got. But mm-hmm. you know, I was in Thailand with my girlfriend and we've been traveling full time for about a year and a half. And, you know, we were we were struggling. You know, I was on like my seventh failed business. We've been trying all of these different things. And, you know, I had to make this decision where I realized I wasn't surrounded by people who were going to lift me up and empower me. I like, I didn't have friends. I didn't have family. I didn't have anybody around me because we were traveling and I didn't have support. So I was like, man, I need to do something different. So I ended up, you know, booking a flight to go to um, Funnel Hacking Live in, you know, Nashville. So we flew from Thailand all the way to Nashville. We bought yeah. these hotels tickets like we probably spent about three four thousand dollars just to get to the damn place and at the time i remember like when i got there at funnel hacking live after paying for all of the tickets and the flights and everything i remember i had about a thousand dollars in my bank account. i think it was a a real low number or, or you know not much money at all and we went to this event and what i realized was you know i started speaking to all of these people and if i was being honest with myself you know i was walking around and telling people that i was successful i was like hey you know i've got this agency we're helping dentists you know at the time that's what i was doing and People were asking me and what I wasn't telling them was that, you know, I had one client who hadn't paid me for three months because we weren't able to get results. You know, I hadn't mm-hmm. told them that I'd had so many failed businesses and that, you know, I'd been using my savings and we were nearly broke. I was mm-hmm. telling this kind of half truth. And I came into the conference and I, the very, one of the very first speeches I listened to was by a guy called Nicholas Bailey, And he said in the speech, he said, your mess becomes your message. When yes. you put your truth out there to people and you tell people where you're really at, People connect with you, they vibe with you, and man, like that. That hit me so hard. Like, when I came out of the conference, I just started speaking to people straight away after that speech, and they're like, Hi, who are you? And I'm like, Hey, I'm Jamie, and my business is failing, and I don't know what to do. And I just wanted to come here because I need to be surrounded by like minded entrepreneurs, I need you guys around me. And you know, it was so freeing, and I just let this all out, and I just started to tell people this like uh, unapologetic unapologetic truth about myself and it was empowering you know and I felt connections to these people and everything started to really fit and then I ended up leaving this event and you know right at the end of the event we ended up signing up for some crazy expensive coaching program it's like (laughs) $30,000 didn't have any money like the first payment was $2,500 I had to go into debt to go and get that payment which was kind of crazy you know the first moment I came back from the event you know, I had another 21 days before my next $2,500 payment came out and I had a client ring up, my one client who said, hey, Jamie, I'm going to need a refund on that $2,000 I paid you. Those first few months were terrifying. But you know, mm. the reason I told that story is that that's what led me to originally starting the podcast. So I started the show and, and my podcast, The Entrepreneur Junkie Movement, the very first episode you'll hear on there is me saying you know, how $30,000 worth of debt is probably a bad idea, you know, but um, actually it helped me to get through a lot of these challenges. But I started to document, I started to talk to people about what was happening. And what was fun is that as I did more and more of the podcast, and as I started to tell these kind of stories that I hadn't been telling people before, as I kind of held all of this kind of shame that I had inside of me and just let it out and told people, people started to get connected with me. And as the podcast grew, and as things changed, I started to learn more and more about how you can use a podcast to really connect with people. And what's interesting, Victoria, is that You know, a lot of people talk to me and they say, you know, Jamie, what's the tactic? What's the strategy? What's the, you know, what's the thing I can do to get a leg up on my competition when it comes to iTunes or how do I rank or how do I get the algorithm right? And what what it really boils down to and what we kind of show people when they come through our program is that to have a podcast that's successful and profitable, it's really about building relationships. It's really about, you know, asking yourself, who do I really want to work with? And how do I get those people to become attracted to me? How do I have conversations with these people? How do I speak to people who are connected with more people that are like that? And you've probably found this, Victoria. What's great about podcasts is that you do have these really profound and amazing conversations. Like people really connect with you. Like when we first were on the podcast together, after that, I felt like I knew you so well because you <laughs> told this amazing story about how you got like nearly crushed by a window and like, and you know, I was like, you're happy and go lucky and super energetic. And then you got to that part in your story and and you kind of got a little somber and a little quiet. And I thought you were going to cry at one point. And that's really, really powerful because when you share that vulnerability with people, there's a closeness there's a connection that happens there and if you're very very purposeful about this and and this is kind of what we teach in our frameworks is we show you how to build these really powerful meaningful relationships with people but with a purpose you know with people that are actually going to help you move forward in your business i was speaking to a good friend of mine yesterday actually we're back home in philadelphia which is where my girlfriend's from and he was talking to me about his football channel that he's running and you know he's you know meeting all of these great people and he said you know jamie what i'm trying to do is when when I go to these football games, when I go to these matches, I'm trying to talk and build relationships with people. And, and I said to him, like, dude, that's exactly the right thing that you're doing. The only thing you're doing wrong is that you're building relationships with anybody that you meet. Mm. The way to do it is to do exactly the same thing, but purposefully with people that you know is going to help you grow your business. And the truth is, Victoria, it's not going to be every single person. Like, you know, we're on this show right now. You know, I had you on my podcast. Like, we've built a relationship and we've built a connection. And, you know, I might not sell you into my program. Like, you might not buy my product. But the truth is, like, the relationship we form, one, there's a certain level of association there. So if anybody's heard our podcast episode together, if they know, like, and trust you, and they see that you've come on my podcast, there's an association there. They're like, oh, Victoria Trust Jamie, like they're together on the podcast, right? So even just by being on these shows together, you get that association. Mm-hmm. But also what's more powerful is that when you're very, very purposeful with these relationships, you start to build this trust and this there. And you know, as we launch our program and things like that, like I'm super confident that there'll probably be a moment in the future where somebody says to you, Victoria, man, I really wish I could run a podcast and work out how to make money. And you're going to say, oh, I've got my friend, Jamie, he actually teaches just that, right? Like there's Mm going to be those moments where that happens. So what I always tell people is that you don't need to overcomplicate it. You know, what I always tell anybody in any business is if you want to find success, go and find the person that can show you the framework to follow to be successful. But more than that, just remember that in business and, and things you're doing a lot of time it's really just about relationships if you can build powerful relationships and you can do it sincerely you know and this is what i say to people a lot of the time it's like even though you're building a purposeful relationship it doesn't have to be manipulative
0: like a lot of people mm-hmm. it's like
1: oh, we're gonna go and build a relationship with that person on purpose because you want to go and sell your product to somebody that they know and that's kind of like a broke mindset, right? Like you can still go into these circles with these people that you want. You can still build amazing relationships. And the truth is you should have confidence in your product enough that you know that For me, I'm like, I know I need to get my product into as many people's hands as possible because I genuinely believe it's going to change people's lives. Like, I've seen people come through my program who have newfound confidence. They're able to get in front of the microphone, they're able to connect better with people and events. And I see this transformation in them. And it really, you know, I mean, it gets me emotional. Like, I I was crying at this conference a couple of days ago that I was at because I could see these people like flourishing and blossoming right in front of my eyes, which is incredible. But when you believe in your product truly, that there isn't any of that, oh, you're trying to do something to, to get over. Mm. You should be empowered to really share your product with as many people as possible because it's your duty to get it out to people. And, and that's what we try and teach inside of the program. You know what I mean?
0: Oh, it's gorgeous. I love that. And it's so powerful to hold that value of, it's your duty to get it out there. And you know, if, we're in the type of business or type of line of work that we really believe in what we're doing and it's our life's purpose. There should be no shame around promotion and sales. Like to set I'm I'm selling. selling. Right.
1: right. Oh, oh my god. Like, people are terrified. And I say to people now, like, I used to be terrified if somebody said to me, Hey, I'm a dentist and I need help with marketing. I was like, Oh, crap. I'm going to have to try and sell them something and it embarrasses me. And like, because I didn't believe in what I was selling. But mm-hmm. now I'm in the podcast space. I'm like, somebody talks to me about a podcast. And I'm like, Oh my God, you need what I'm selling because it's going to change you. Like it's going to be amazing. And I have no shame in that. I'm super proud to sell it because I know that the product that I'm going to put in their hands is going to change their life if they use it the right way. So mm. I think that's, and I think a lot of people are scared. They're scared of selling. They think it's a terrible thing to do. They feel like they're manipulating someone or they're doing something. Like you don't want to convince somebody of anything, but you can persuade people to buy a product if it's something that they want to buy. Like whenever, anytime you have a sales conversation, you shouldn't try to be convincing them to buy your product. Really what you need to be doing is persuading them to buy for their own reasons, like understanding the reason that they need it and then helping them to get that if it's the right thing for them. It's Mm. so important.
0: Oh my goodness! Because the more that you're able to help them see the reasons that they should have the thing, the better that they're able to feel served. They can move past whatever has been in the way of them. They're able to finally um, have an increased quality of life, or to have an increased reach, or have better health, or what, whatever. Yeah.
1: Victoria, like one thing that I—I mean—I was writing an email on the plane home yesterday after being at this event, and I was feeling, you know, a little bit somber and and trying to reflect on, you know, what I'd really felt at this event, being surrounded by these people. And Mm. one thing that really stuck with me was it's like entrepreneurship is all about like changing your like personal development, like my journey as a human being, and from the point that I started this journey to where I am today. My personal growth has been like monumental, like to mm-hmm. a scary level, like to the point where, like, you know, people that knew me before are like, wow, you're like so different in the way that you treat people and the way you act. And this whole journey of entrepreneurship, and it's really interesting because your podcast is the Journeypreneur podcast, right? Like, it's yeah. the journey you go on is as much about personal development as it is about building a business. Like, your business will grow at the rate that you grow personally. And, you know, I was listening to Caleb Maddox speak recently, and he said that. In business, you don't have business problems. You have personal problems Mm. that manifest your business. And that was super like a mind blowing thing to me because it's so right. Like as these people go through these entrepreneurship programs and I watch people who are through our program, the people that are growing the fastest and the people that are building these businesses, they're the people that are growing themselves. Like you can see it in the way they are as people. And I think that's really interesting to think about, you know, it's interesting to consider like, well, Am I growing as a person? Like, what is it that I'm trying to do? And a lot of the fears that I had about, you know, I used to be really worried about what people thought about me. It's why I was lying to myself and other people on Instagram for so long, pretending like my business was rosy and fine, where really I was like failing left, right, and center. Because so I was worried about what other people were going to think. Now I'm unapologetic about it. I'm like, this is just where I am. You know, I'll tell people my vulnerable, my vulnerable things that are happening, and I don't mind sharing that because I understand that being vulnerable allows other people to be vulnerable back. And that's where real change happens. And I just find it really fascinating that as we go through this journey, it's, it's just so much about personal growth as much as it is about growing a business. It's like money's the byproduct. It's crazy.
0: Yeah, there's no such thing as coincidence here. You know, I'm a, I'm a lifelong student of different world religions. I myself don't really subscribe to one in particular, but I find it the philosophy is fascinating. One of the teachings of uh, in buddhism is that there are three vehicles to enlightenment now by the way what is enlightenment it's just realizing potential that's all it is that's what enlightenment is is realizing your potential
1: that's so cool
0: so there's three vehicles to it the first one is suffering how much in how much suffering can you endure this is what the the buddha was teaching and then secondly then there's pleasure. How much good stuff, how much pleasure can you endure? And then the third one, is actually service. Service is a vehicle to enlightenment. So how interesting that we are as entrepreneurs in this, you know, system called business. Um, we are going day after day after day, learning how to best serve others, right? And the more that we hone our ability to serve others, the more we have to kind of craft our ourselves to be open to serving others or to come from the heart. When you're describing, Jamie, um, being able to open and vulnerably share your story, the thing that gives you the ability to do that is what's called courage. The root word of courage is coeur, which in French means heart. The more that you're connecting and dropping into your heart, the more you're able to serve people. And that's what's really igniting over and over and over again, This these leaps in personal development. And I know for myself, wait, my I am unrecognizable. I think Elisa Nichols, she t- talks about how she's just unrecognizable. The more that you sunk into being able to serve other people, the more there's pieces of, uh, I'll put it on me, pieces of myself that I've laid down so that I can open up and help others on their way. It's a beautiful thing. It's a very human thing but I just thought I'd drop that in there yeah yeah no
1: and I love that and it's really interesting because when you say that like enduring pain enduring pleasure serving people like I've experienced more pain in this last 12 months than I (laughs) ever have in my life like it's ridiculous the amount of times that I failed but getting okay with that and you know and people all the time talk about in the marketing game it's like about marketing stamina how far can you keep going Mm -hmm. when things aren't going right and you know I always think of that picture i don't know if you've ever seen it there's a picture of you know um two wolves. and one's like a baby wolf and he's got one arrow in him and he's got like the crossed out eyes like he died and then you've got the bigger wolf next to him who he has like 19 arrows in his back but he's standing tall Mm. and the difference is just about how much can you endure that pain so i think it was really interesting that you shared that about the whole buddhism thing and and yeah enlightenment Wow. totally
0: totally so here we are walking this path you know how long can we stay on the journey, um, how how long and why? Why would we stay on this journey to rapid financial ascension and massive impact? What what could be the point? You know, I'm I'm curious, Jamie. And maybe this is where uh, we'll leave off for now. Is there something in particular when you had when you had that feeling, like say when you were at maximum pain earlier <laughs> this year? What was the thing that caused you to step? forward instead of step back? Like what, you know what? brought you back the, into the ring? Yeah.
1: This was this was huge. And, and probably the, me, the biggest, most painful moment this year was when I signed up for that program. You know, it was when I was minus 3,500 in my bank account. I had no more credit and I had 14 days left and another payment of $2,500 was going to come out and I had no customers. Like that week was the most painful week of my life. And What really allowed me to get through it was just that I recognized that all my life up to that point, I'd always had a backup plan. Like I'd always have one foot in the ring and one foot out. Well, I've got this, you know, here just in case this one doesn't work. Or I've got, you know, this is my backup plan in case that can't work out. And really, for the first time in my life, that was the first time where I'd gone all in on something. Mm. And I was like, if this doesn't work, I can't eat. And that's, that's intense. Like that's a lot of faith that you put in yourself and in a program to say, man, if this doesn't work, then I'm going to be screwed. And, you know, I was in the U S at the time. I'm not from the U S like if I didn't have any money, I couldn't buy a plane ticket out. If I stayed too long, I get deported, get thrown in jail, like all, all of these consequences Mm. not being able to make that money. But what happened and what someone told me was like, Jamie, you know, the obstacle that's in your path. Like you can't go around that obstacle. You know, you have to face it and you won't be able to reach the goal where you are right now. But when you go and you push and you fail against that obstacle and the visualization is I always think of it like this massive boulder that you're pushing up a hill, Mm. you know, you're not going to be able to push that boulder up the hill when you first get started. But what you do is you slap into it and you slap into it again and it hits you in the face and you fall down and you slap into it again. But what happens is as you do that, you learn and you become this better person in terms of being able to overcome that boulder. And then eventually you're able to push it to the top of that hill. And, and the, you know, that kind of visualization for me is all about, you know, when you, when you want to get to a goal and, you know, and it's funny cause we started this episode saying that I'm on a mission to do a million dollars by January. Mm. You know, today we've only done about $70,000. Now that's a lot of money to a couple of people, but you know, Right now, I don't have the skill set I need to reach that goal of a million dollars. But by having that goal, what I'm going to do is I'm going to go and try and achieve that. and I'm going to fail and I'm going to hit this boulder. I'm going to hit it again and again and again. And by doing that and by failing and by learning, that's what's going to give me the skill set so that by January, I can hit that million dollars. Like there's no other way for me to get to that goal other than by trying and failing and growing from that. And that's as much of a mindset thing as, as anything that's out there. But you know, in life, when these situations happen now, if it feels painful, if it feels like something that like, hurts me inside, if my stomach goes weak, if it goes into knots, I know in that situation... That I need to lean into it. I actually need to go harder towards that thing. Whereas before I would have shied away and gone, oh, that's painful. I'm going to go back to comfort. And that's a really, really difficult thing for a lot of people to do because a whole life we're trained not to do that. We're Mm -hmm. trained to go for the safety. We're trained to go to the other way. But when you lean into that pain and you let yourself feel it and you try and overcome it, massive, massive growth happens. And I've experienced that in such a short space of time. And, you know, and it was crazy because, you know, I spoke to my friends and, you know, before this program, you know, every month for the last 12 months of me being an entrepreneur, and I've been an entrepreneur now for about two years. And, you know, up until that point, I probably earned $1,000, $2,000, $1,000, $1,500. Like it was the same amount of money I earned every single month, month Mm -hmm. in, month out for about 18 months. I put myself in this pain position. And then, you know, a couple of months, the first two months of the program, I didn't earn any money. And then, bam, May, we did $11,000. You know, June, we did $13,000. The month after that, we did $25,000. This huge, rapid growth in terms of what we're doing. And we're still refining and we're still trying to make it better. But the growth happened because I pushed against that obstacle that we're kind of facing. And like right now, I'm not at the level where we want to get to. But if you have these lofty financial goals, or even if it's not financial, even if it's a different type of goal, maybe you want to serve people or whatever it is, you, you really have to think about, okay, well, what is the obstacle in my way? And how can I lean into that to allow me to grow so that I can reach that goal at
0: the end? Mm-hmm. Oh, this is so good. Oh my goodness. <laughs> oh my gosh, Jamie. What I, I, I mean, the as I'm witnessing what you're saying, well, for one, you're on fire and uh, I love it. And um, it made me think of a uh, one time while I was watching uh, Stephen Larson speak and he said, you know, the reason why I have such intense goals is because I break myself on my goal. Like, yeah. it's, it's like oh, this is so good. I was reminding me um, when you were saying that, that, to lean into the pain, there's genius there when you're able to do it. That just comes out. Um, it's there. That potential's there, but we've got to activate it by leaning in. Yeah,
1: but it's not easy, and that's why most people don't win at this game. But if you can unlock that and, and really understand that, like, like Steve says, you've got to break yourself on that goal, you know, it sounds painful. It is painful. It's the mm. most – you know Mm -hmm. it's the most painful thing you can experience in your life but that's what allows you to kind of grow and you know you know we started this episode off talking about the biggest secrets running a podcast and and, you know we've kind of talked about the mindset stuff which is super powerful but really you know and, and this is what I say to people is that you know the tactics the framework everything like that like you can go and buy that in a program. Like we have a program, you can go follow the framework, you can follow that advice. And if you follow that advice, you're going to have success. And you know the biggest secret that we always talk about is understand that it's really about relationships in terms mm-hmm. of what you're doing. But the truth is, without that really, really important mindset component, without understanding that belief of, I'm going to have to break myself on this goal if I want to have success, you're always going to struggle to go through it. It's why so many people buy courses and never complete it. Do you know what the Mm -hmm. average is? Tell me.
0: 5%. 5%? Wait, what do you mean?
1: I mean, everybody who goes and buys a course for $1,000, for $10,000, for $30,000, only 5% of those people complete the whole course.
0: What? Why is that? Wow.
1: We get distracted. Mm -hmm. We find it too painful. But those 5% of people who go all the way through they're the people that are leaning into the pain. It's difficult. You have to put the time in. You have to do the program. And what's cool about this is that if you do it the right way and if you, if you get that key mindset component right, then it doesn't matter what you pick. It could be a podcast. It could be e-com. It could be agency. It could be Reiki healing. It could be mindset. Like Whatever it is, if you can unlock that mindset piece and you can just endure long enough and have that stamina to keep going, then you'll be successful. Mm But it's unlocking that first piece. And it's why, you know, I'm a big fan of Russell Brunson. But the very first thing he talks about in any of his programs is belief. Mm -hmm. You have to understand that you can actually hit that goal. You have to believe that it's possible. And, you know, and this was the thing for me, because you know, a week ago at the start of this conference, we were asked to write down our goal and I wrote and I wrote five hundred thousand dollars by January 2020. And then I thought, you know, when I listened to Myron Golden talking about belief. And understanding that, you know, most people doubt their, you know, most people doubt their beliefs and believe their doubts, right? It's the wrong way around. You should believe your beliefs and doubt your doubts, right? Like, that's <laughs> the way you yes. Get it wrong. And it, that unlocked something in me. And I thought, you know what? If I just believe that I can hit a million dollars, and I said to myself, if I believe in these frameworks, and these frameworks are, are going to give me success, and then I believe in my ability to push myself through pain and to follow a framework then why can I not believe that I can do a million dollars by January? And then I said that to myself. I said, I'm only limiting myself by believing I can get to 500,000. So why not make it a million? And when you have that belief, and now now the fact that I believe that that's possible, I'm taking massive action to make that happen. And I'm just doing more and more and more and more to make sure I can put it out there. But it all starts with that mindset piece. And, And that's what I love about this entrepreneurship game is that In such a short space of time, like nine months ago, I didn't know a thing about marketing. I hadn't done Mm. marketing. I left school when I was 16. I was a sales guy. But now I feel more like a marketer as an identity than anything else. And you can learn it in such a short space of time. All it takes is finding a good framework, finding a good mentor, and then really understanding how to push yourself through to hit those goals.
0: Wow. So good. So good! Oh my goodness, Jamie, I could listen to you all day. In fact, I love. (laughs) Yeah, you have a podcast. Yeah. (laughs) So tell me, like, where can I and all of my listeners go? to celebrate you because there's so much to celebrate. There's so much wisdom. You have an incredible community around you uh, and you're just pouring, pouring, pouring into them through the community and through your podcast and more. Where can we go to celebrate you online? Where can we find you?
1: Well, one of my favorite places for you guys to head to is my own podcast, which is the Entrepreneur Junkie Movement. I would encourage all of you, if you're a fan of Victoria, which you obviously are if you're listening to this show, go and check out the episode we did together. I can't remember when it was, Victoria. I think it was like episode 30 or something like that. Scroll through. You'll see her name. We did three episodes back to back. So you guys really get your values worth about 10 minutes each. But if you type in Entrepreneur Junkie Movement onto your your podcast app. You'll find me there. And then the other place we are is if you go onto Facebook and you want to learn more about podcasting and you want to really understand about how can you launch a podcast, how can you have success, and you really want to understand how to launch a great one and be profitable, then jump into our free Facebook group. You can type in Podcasting 101, or you guys can also head to www.joinpodcasting101.com. And, you know, give me a shout out when you get in there. Drop a message down the bottom. Tag me at Jamie Atkinson. Tell me you came from after listening this episode. Um, And what I'll do is any of you guys who come from this episode, I'll make sure to give you one of my latest pieces of content for free. Uh, It's a course that we've been running. We sell it for $27. But any of you guys who come from Victoria, just tag me in it. Let me know you came from there. And I'll make sure to give you that for free as well.
0: Yay! (laughs) So good. Thank you. Oh, my goodness. So... Head on over there, everyone. And by the way, while you're at it, if this is the first episode that you're listening in the Journeypreneur podcast, welcome and thank you so much for listening. Make sure that you subscribe on iTunes. Give us a five-star review and drop in there. What was your favorite insight from Jamie in this episode? I love hearing your stories. I love reading through all of the reviews. It's so wonderful to get to see the insights there. And so that's going to be it for today's podcast episode. And as always, please remember to enjoy the journey. Do not lose your glow as you grow in life and business. And We'll see you in the next podcast episode. Bye for now.